There's a case to be made that Westbrook and Harden will be a train wreck. But there's a flip side. There's also a case to be made that Westbrook and Harden could end up being that left hook you don't see coming. Even with free agency in the rearview mirror and baseball just coming off its all-star game, heading into the second half of their season, with football just about to start preseason games, free agency gave NBA fans more to talk about. The NBA is 365. You talk about it year-round, I talk about it year-round. It's that league. It's the one league that dominates social media more than any other professional sports league. And someone asked me a simple question the other day. They said, could the Sixers actually win the title? And I, I really looked at Philly. And even when you look at some of the flaws from their two best players with Embiid and Simmons, yeah, I think Philly's still a legit title contender. Embiid's the most dominant post player in the NBA. And his only weakness is his inability to stay healthy. For Philly to be a legit title contender and to get into a finals, Embiid has to lose weight. He's got to prove on his conditioning. And also, when he's on the court, he can't let defensive off the hook by playing 30 feet from the basket, especially when he only shoots 30% from the arc. Brett Brown needs Embiid attacking from the mid post. His ability to face up and shoot from 15 feet in, combined with his footwork and power, make him almost impossible to single cover. He's become a better passer out of double teams as well. Embiid, right now, has the ability to beat you with force or finesse. And if Embiid is the Sixers' best player, their most important player is Ben Simmons. Simmons, I think, holds the key to whether or not the Sixers are a playoff contender or title contender. If he's able to add a consistent mid-range game, make himself a viable threat from the perimeter, he'll not just open up his game, he'll open up the floor for his teammates, especially a guy like Tobias Harris. And I think coming into this year, Harris is going to be the clear number two offensive option on the Sixers. But the best version of Tobias Harris, I think, relies a lot off of the best version of Embiid and Simmons. A more aggressive Simmons, a more efficient Embiid, will allow Harris more catch and shot opportunities. When you look at what Tobias Harris' strength is, he really is more of a catch-and-shoot player. He can put it on the floor a little bit, but I think what he's best at is stretching the floor, spreading teams out, allowing Joel Embiid to go to work. Here's the thing, though. The key additions to the Sixers, the reason why even though they lost Jimmy Bucket, even though they lost J.J. Reddick, Adding Josh Richardson, adding Al Horford, that gave the Sixers two players that can defend at a high level. Both guys can space the floor and help take pressure off and beat on offense. Horford's great in the high post, and it's no secret that he's a really good passer. He's actually the guy that at times you can run the offense to. You can initiate your offense at times through Al Horford. He's also an effective one-on-one -on -one defender, but he's a great team defender. He's great in pick-and-roll situations as well. In this league, if your big can't play in pick-and-roll, your defense will suffer. What they got by getting Richardson back from Jimmy Buckets, they've got an athletic 3-and-D wing who can guard multiple positions. 
They lost a little bit of scoring, but I think their overall balance might be better. And I know for sure with the additions of Richardson and Al Horford, they're a better defensive team. When you look at the way Elton Brand has built this Sixers team, he looks like he's just retooled to go all in even more. You're talking about a team that's got four guys that make over $100 million. Philly, I think, is a legit title contender. They're one of they're 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 one of the two legit title contenders in the conference. The East didn't get deeper, it got weaker. So you're gonna have the Bucks, you're gonna have the Sixers, and you're gonna have a bunch of teams scrambling to get in, and it won't be hard to get in. I actually think this year in the East, there's gonna be a couple of teams that win less than 40 games that get into the playoffs. Big picture, I think Elton Brand has still got work to do. I think he's gonna try to add more shooting and improve upon their depth. But right now, the way this Sixers team is built, this core that they've established, yeah, there's no question. Philly's a legit title contender. Kawhi coming to the Clippers didn't really establish a new competitive balance. What it did was reestablish is that the Western Conference is a lot more talented. The talent pool is a lot deeper than the East. What it did was open up the door to all these great duos. Clay and Steph, Jokic and Murray, Dame and CJ, Conley and Mitchell, to a lesser degree, DeRozan and Aldridge, Kawhi and PG-13, LeBron and AD, and the one that everybody's talking about lately, Westbrook and Harden, the duo that everybody says there's no way it can work. And I understand because of past and recent playoff failures, why people would be quick to judge them as a failure, as a, a, as a book it. Here's the reason why they're going to be a first-round exit. Here's the talk. Westbrook will continue to struggle with his decision-making and shot selection. At some point, you know, he and Harden will clash over whose hands the ball will be in in late-game situations. I think what a lot of people forget is these two have natural chemistry. They have a history. They've played together. And when they played together... Westbrook played the position that I think he should play. He played off the ball. He was the two guard. Harden was the point guard. And it worked. I understand that his inconsistent shooting could potentially allow teams to sag off of him and load up on Harden and other shooters. But you act like Russell Westbrook is just going to sit over in the corner and watch. Like he doesn't have the ability to move without the ball. Cut back door. Remember. Russell Westbrook is a ferocious rebounder. What if James Harden jacks up a three and while everybody's looking, Russ is already airborne crashing the boards. I think there's other ways that Russell Westbrook can impact the game that people sleep on. I think Russell Westbrook and James Harden, I think their chemistry. I also think the fact that they know they're star players. They're superstar players that have this stigma that they can't win at all. I think they're both going to come into this season not only motivated to prove people wrong, I think they're both going to come into this season to establish that they can win, that they can put together a deep playoff, if not finals run. No, I don't have them winning the finals. But as much as I respect LeBron and AD and what they could potentially be, I really think Russell Westbrook and James Harden, this could be that duo that we really should be talking about has a legit puncher's chance to upset a higher seed. Why it can work, 
because both of them can generate offense with their ability to get downhill and attack the basket. Both can open up looks for shooters, and both can get to the foul line anywhere from 8 to 11 times per game, which puts the opponent in their penalty. That's another way to generate offense. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, Russ take no prisoner, all rage, all the time attitude is just what Harden needs. And on the flip side, Harden's low-key demeanor might allow Russ to take things down a notch. Maybe go from rage to just competitive dislike. And like Elton Brand, I think Daryl Morey is still looking to add talent to this roster. No, nobody's going to favor the Houston Rockets to win it all. But I'll just put it out there right now. Don't sleep. Just a shout out to everybody at iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, the Facebook family, Third Rail MLC. The reason why I keep putting out the content, the reason why I keep doing the cipher is the connection, is the response from all the ball heads, from all the sports fans, the NBA fans, even from the brothers on MLC like Rico or Patrick Rush, Deion Simeon, Sean Williams, Kane Newton, even though we joke around and go back and forth, I respect all those brothers' basketball opinions. Howard Smith, David DeGrate, those are my guys. And I'm a little partial to them because I interact with them on a regular basis, but I appreciate all the following. I I appreciate all the support from all the fam. So again, good looking out. I appreciate everybody. We're going to go to doing two shows a week because I think I have the time and I want to put out even more content. I know that the NBA season is over, but you can always talk basketball. If you love ball, there's always something to talk about. And we can always speculate about matchups, about chemistry, about will this person work with the next, this rookie, how well he developed. This second year player, is this his make or break season? Because now you can be 20 or 21 or 22 and guys are giving up on you. Sports pundits, the haters, the lovers, the rioters. You know who I'm talking about. Shannon Sharp, Nick Wright, Colin Cowherd, Ryan Hollins. Who I don't know if Ryan Hollins is a hater, lover, or a writer. He might be all of the above. But for sure, for a guy who who played in the league, or realistically, for a guy who had really good seats and got to dress up like a player in the league, he doesn't know much about basketball at all. Anyway, much respect and much love for everybody for all the support. It's the Cypher. We will be back. Me and H are going to do, we actually have a show I want to put out there, and and I've already talked about it. We call it The Lost Tapes because it's a lot of the bloopers and the laughing, but I think it's going to be fun. It'll be funny. And it's just something I want to put out there. So it's the Cypher. Got another show coming up this week. Till then, next time.